Welcome to Murphy's Law. I'm your host, Perry Murphy. Today's episode is going to be on parenting. And this is a quite a, a shocker. Some of you who listen to this may be very offended. Some of you may may decide that uh, the truths I'm about to speak are critical and that every couple or individual that decides to have a child has to take these things into serious consideration. I'll start off with with this one thing here. Parenting. Parenting is a serious business. Um, What we're finding is that, of course, we have many situations where children are brought into this world whereby the children aren't given the the um, the right care, the right mentoring, the right schooling, uh, the the correct amount of love and time that they need to be to form into uh, good humans. And nowhere in our history is it more apparent than today in 2020 that uh, a lot of these responsibilities of parenting have been absconded. Um, ignored, uh, created situations where we can't give our children what they need. So some of the information that I'm relying on here comes from the spiritual teaching, but also uh, some articles that I've read by psychologists and people who are looking at the problems that we're having in society today with children and being reared. So I'm just going to start off by saying this. Right now, nowhere in the world, hardly, very small percentage, maybe 2% of the population, is giving an adequate enough, of, an adequate enough time to their children at home. Uh, we get into debt situations whereby uh, one parent or two parents have to work full-time to pay for the luxury home that they're in. And some of you may be working, uh, both parents may be working, and you think, luxury home? Huh, I don't have a luxury home. Well, I beg to differ. You see, it's so hard today in the job market in the United States, and even people with educations are finding it difficult to, um, to provide adequate living conditions for a child. Something like 32% of our population right now, children live in apartment building settings where they have limited access to the nature. Um, Playgrounds in in some of these areas are are pretty good, Uh, but, you know, are less than a half of a football field uh, with the same equipment and, uh, um, and other things that they have available to them in these apartment settings really aren't conducive for a child's imagination and learning process. And they're discovering this. So some things I want to say. Number one, nobody ever gave me a list of criteria or universal methods for me to consider prior or after having children. Basically, we are told by the government that we have to provide uh, basic necessities for the child, food, shelter, heat, electricity. And that we are also forced by law 
to bring our children into an education system that provides the minimum amount of education for our children up until the 12th grade. Most of our kids don't even make it through that. I'm one of them. I dropped out in 10th grade, went and got a GED and then joined the military simply because I just didn't like it. I couldn't handle school. So some of my education after that has come in the form of just uh, self-education. I've had to, I've uh, ran a couple of businesses unsuccessfully and uh, I won't get into that, but uh, basically what I'm attributing some of my failures to the fact that I didn't have the proper tools growing up. My mentors were incapable of providing me with the necessary mentoring and education that I needed. I won't get into love at this point because most people in the world, in the United States especially, really have no idea what love is, the true meaning of love. We all have this idea uh, perpetrated onto us through the likes of delusional religious teachings as well as media, news, TV, television, movies, social media, the internet, etc. And we are um, raised in environments where the word is spoken a lot, but the meaning is is a void. And uh, I think a lot of you can, can uh, relate to that. So what are the things that a parent should really consider that aren't being mandated by the state, you know, the federal government, like education, food, clothing, etc.? All those things are important, but are a minute part piece of the equation to raise a well-rounded and... Um, socially adjusted and self-sufficient human. Basically, here are some things that I want to say. Number one, the amount of time we spend with our children is severely lacking. I was raised in an environment, I had two parents, a mother to father. I'm grateful for that. So many of the people that I know didn't have that, were raised by one parent. And uh, uh, those situations came with a lot of uh, pitfalls. Some good things too, don't get me wrong, uh, but basically it was there were, they were lacking. I come from a two-parent family and I can say that I was lacking in a lot of ways. My father worked, was rarely home, and my mother was left to raise me and my brother. And with the she did a wonderful job with the toolbox she had. She could not have prepared me for the life that I'm experiencing now and after in retrospect and looking back I now understand uh, how deficient my parents were in their parenting and um, I had a child when I was in high school my girlfriend and I got pregnant I wasn't cautious uh, nor was she uh, she succumbed to my pressure and uh, we had a child so uh, that was quite a terrifying time in my life to be a young man just starting his life and now having a child to care for. Our families pulled together. They reassured us that everything would be okay. I went in the military, pretty much abandoned my girlfriend and my newborn, and went in the military so that I had uh, insurance and a steady income because I had no skills just out of high school. As I mentioned before, I dropped out, got a GED, passed that with average grades, and was allowed to join the, the Navy. And off I went. So I was able to provide a pretty basic income 
to her and my daughter and uh, also um, some very sparse benefits thanks to the U.S. military and the U.S. government. And I know a lot of guys that I was in the service with were in the same situation I was in. So I absconded my responsibility completely because I basically didn't know what else to do. And as a result, I have a 40-year-old who is dysfunctional. And that's I'm squarely to blame for that. Years later, I married and had another child, my son. And although we stayed together until he was 13, our marriage ended in a divorce uh, because I was dysfunctional. Um, I won't get into my ex-wife. Let's just say it takes two to tango and 50% of the responsibility both of us bear. So, uh, but I can identify where things went wrong for me. And it's not up to me to decide where things went wrong for my partner. So, you know, 15 years after that, so I have a 40-year-old daughter, a 33-year-old son. I also have a 10-year-old daughter now and a 4-year-old son. I'm on my second marriage, and I found the spiritual teaching about uh, 13 years ago, 12 years ago. Even against the advice of the spirit teaching, I married a woman that was uh, 20 years younger than me who wanted to have a family. We had the wherewithal, so we went ahead and, and we had two more children. Now, the state of the world today, the environment and the depletion of resources worldwide makes it almost irresponsible for a human to bring a child into the world these days. The population of our planet is 9 billion and our resources are running out. The uh, funky climate, climate devastation, and the changes that are occurring I won't get into how or why that's happening, but the fact is it's happening and it's impacting food production worldwide in a way that is going to become critical. Uh, well, it's critical this year and it's going to be even more critical in the next five years. Models for 2050, 2060 and the um, scenarios that they were predicting happening, uh, you know, two, three decades from now are happening now and even worse than they were predicting. So. Uh, fuel, oil, coal, natural resources are being pumped, dug out of the ground, record levels. The world keeps having children, and we are in a resource crisis right now. So, if there was ever a reason not to have children, that would be the number one, overpopulation and resource depletion. So, I'll just uh, stop with that right there and get back to personal responsibility. We work two jobs. Both parents are gone. So not only are we not thinking about how to raise a child and what a child needs, but we completely surrender our responsibility for that onto someone else, generally daycare, babysitters, grandma, grandpa, uh, uncles, aunts, etc., etc. And we surrender our responsibility for the molding of our children to others. And most parents in the United States see their children for less than a few hours a day. This is a crime. It's not only a crime against yourself as a parent, it's a crime against the child or children. And if you have a child and you're a single parent, uh, you know, nobody's blaming you for that, except for you weren't responsible in the beginning. And now you have this situation where you have to make the best of it. Unfortunately, you have condemned your child to a life of uncertainty, uh, to a life of 
inappropriate home setting, mentorship, home education, uh, sound family atmosphere. And I know some of you are going to be really mad at me for saying these things, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And in the future, it won't be allowed. Okay. So we have surrendered our responsibility as parents to the state or to others or to religious institutions, you know, um, religious daycare, which is even more of a crime against children. To rob them of their free will is a crime against humanity. To program them into a belief delusion pretty much guarantees them a life of misery. So basically, some of the things that we have to think about. Number one, how much time do we actually need with our children? Well, you know, I'm going to say up to 12 hours a day. You might say, well, that's impossible. I have to work. My wife has to work or I'm a single parent. I have to work two jobs and there's no way for me to spend 12 hours a day for my child and no sleeping doesn't count. So where does that leave us? Well, that leaves us in a very precarious position because we have to work to pay our bills and this is by design and we surrender our children to an education system that's molding them maybe in a way that we don't approve of or worse we enroll our children into a parochial or religious institution and then we indoctrinate them into a uh, into a religion based education which follows them the rest of their life robs them of their free will and they are no longer able or capable of uh, thinking critically. So, you know, it has its downsides. And the psychology of that is clear. Uh, you know, once you stop thinking and once you surrender your parental rights to someone else, then at the end of 18 years, you get what the product, product is. And then you throw your arms up and go, what went wrong? Well, you didn't have enough time with your children. Not only that, nobody gave you any kind of instruction except for hearsay or suggestions or suggestions from, you know, parents, grandparents, etc. This is what we did back in 1935. Well, unfortunately, that's not going to work for 2025 or 2045 or 2060. And we have lost the capacity to understand cause and effect and prepare our children for what's going to happen in their lives. So they are missing so many things. And the children, like myself, feel like they're just abandoned. You know, we have troubles in school. We come home. Mom says, you know, clean your room, eat supper. Your dad's going to be home soon. Keep quiet. And then the parents come home and fall down in front of you. Uh, and then our activity as a family was limited to maybe one night a week if we were lucky, or one night a month, or an occasional hunting trip, occasional shopping trip, etc. And then I watched the stress of my parents providing for us for Christmas and for school clothes and all these other things. And it was apparent to me that they were struggling with this, that they didn't like it, that it was like a chore that they had to do on our behalf. And it made me feel like a burden. And that's a crime. We shouldn't make our children feel like they're burdens on us. Um, 
And of course, you know, when a child sees their parent come home and they're so excited because they haven't seen their parent all day long and the parent shoves them aside, turns on the favorite program, football game, baseball game, nighttime television, whatever, or pick up their phone and stare at it. The children see this and they wonder, why don't I get that kind of attention that, that my parents give to that TV or that phone? I haven't seen them all day long. And, you know, most parents respond, I put a roof over your head, I feed you every day, isn't that enough? No, it's not nearly enough. Not even a fraction of enough. And the reason is, we got played, people. The education system is turning out consumers, period. They're not interested if they're socially adjusted or if they're intelligent. Matter of fact, the least intelligent they are, especially with religious schools, robbed of their own intuition to learn and explore things and discover the truth, they are indoctrinated into a belief that dumbs them down to the point where that's all they are, obedient slaves to a religion or a belief. Or you go through public school and you know, you're told, okay, this is what you got to have to be a good human got to have an education, at least 12th grade. If you can go to secondary school, great, do it. Well, that's not even working anyway, because those jobs aren't there either, right? Our economy's just screwed. Or you graduate from high school, and then you get a menial labor job, and you're living in an apartment for the rest of your life. And that dream of having a home or a family and, you know, a car, a boat, a cabin, maybe your parents had that, but uh, you watched the stress that created too, didn't you? Oh, I have to go to the cabin now and get it open and we only go up there once every year, and oh, I can't believe I got this. Well, it's a nest egg. And you know, all those things disappear over time. They get sold. That money gets put into something else, remodeling the current house you're in um, for education, etc. And all that money and all that time and all that effort resulted in stress. <laughs> it resulted in more agony, more stress. And the children see this. They're not dumb. And basically, all they want is more time with us. They want to hear the stories about how we learned, what we learned, what we've done in our lives. And you know what? Most of us are void of those stories of any meaningful purpose because we never had it. Basically, we're living in a capitalist country where our only purpose is to generate money to spend for somebody else's luxury and wealth. And that's what we are, period. Nothing more. When you buy a house, it's not for you and your family. It's for you to use for a while. And then you sell it because you need medical care and you're aged or you need new teeth um, or you need to um, partially pay for an education. Many children don't even have that. They have to indebtedness themselves to the point where they can never get out from underneath the debt. And our legislators have done a really good job of making it so the children can never escape this debt. And they are forever working to pay it until they're dead. There's even laws now where people are carrying the student debt until their 60s and they retire. And these um, companies who loaned them money for student debt can now garnish Social Security. You can see where this is going. It's a tragedy. It's real. It's the truth, simple truth. And we all fell into it, and there's really no escape from it. Um, I've been through a couple bankruptcies. 
I've had that $10,000 credit card. You know what I'm saying? Ran that baby up. Had a blast. Spent the next five years trying to pay it off. Eventually threw the towel in, filed bankruptcy. And, uh, you know, the company that gave me the credit card, they made a killing on me. Yeah, they gave me ten grand, but even before I filed bankruptcy, at a 24% to 27% interest rate, they still made $13,000, $15,000, $18,000 off of me. And then I filed bankruptcy, and then the government paid them, not me. So they got paid, they got paid. And it's a vicious cycle, and it's very profitable and lucrative for them. So let's say you over-debt yourself. Let's say you have a really nice job. You make a quarter million dollars a year. Uh, for people who've never had a quarter million dollars, it sounds like a lot, but take it from somebody who has had that kind of income, it's not. Because what happens is, although you may have a pretty decent savings account, you purchase things and take loans out to make it so that you're making payments to the tune of $5,000, $8,000 a month, and there's very little left over because you have two boats, two cars, and a, uh, a piece of property up north, and then you have toys up there, you know, ATVs, snowmobiles, what have you, boats, etc. And all of those things cost money, and it adds up. You would be surprised at how quickly a person making $250,000 a year can eat that money up. And then, you know, if you're lucky, um, your parents have saved enough money to completely pay for your college education. Well, that serves nobody except the child, okay? When your parents can make that payment, you're one of a very few. It used to be pretty common back in the 50s and 60s. Uh, a couple of parents, they could save thirty dollars or $40,000 over 30 years and pay for a nursing degree or pay for uh, a, a lawyer degree or generate enough money to put a child through uh, medical school for four years at least and then upon graduating, get a student loan for another $40,000 and go on, you know, continue your education and become a surgeon, whatever. Um, and those were the lucky ones. The rest of the population is chunking down debt to the tune of $200,000, $300,000 in student debt. And then they get out of uh, college and guess what? The jobs that they get don't pay what they said they were going to. Like you go to college, you're like, yeah, you can become a nurse. Um, you're going to make $75,000 a year. So making the payments on this loan won't be a problem. Well, you find out when you become a nurse, uh, you become an intern somewhere, you're working for a hospital. Well, they're hiring you at $19.50 an hour. And uh, after you make your student loan payments, you have basically left $14 an hour. Yeah, you're doing better than a McDonald's worker because they're paying all their bills on $14 an hour. But you, you know, that extra $14 an hour left over, you have to have a husband or a, or a, um, a partner who has the same amount of income so that you can buy a really nice house, you know, 150 to 275 a half a million dollar home. And yeah, you can just barely make the payments and all your student loans. God forbid anything goes wrong, like a pandemic. And then you're thinking, oh, shit. Yeah. So right now, parenting. Let's get back to that. This is all a direct result of parenting. My parents never told me, son, don't ever get a credit card. And if you do, this is what's going to happen. Basically, they just kind of chuckled and said, yeah, go ahead, get one. See what happens. 
okay, because they had been through the same thing, didn't want to admit that they made mistakes and screwed things over. And basically, um, it's hard for a parent to look their children in the eyes and say, I'm sorry, son, I fucked your future over. Okay, it was their responsibility. I was not able to, to fend for myself, okay? So, if you're a single parent and you've done this to a child, what hope and actual parenting skills can you give to the child? How is that child going to turn out if they don't have two mentors, a parent there that's with them most of the day to help them cope? When they have questions about their schooling and they come home and they say, you know, I learned this today, is this really true or... Is this really the way it is? And I know from my public education that I wasn't told the truth about our history. Many, many, many things were left out. Basically, I was delivered this rosy, male-generated um, um, assessment of the history of the United States and how it was found. You know, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And it's all a lie. Imagine the horror and shock that most people, when they discover that most of the things they learned in school are untrue or half-truths, and later, basically what it, what it is, is just to give you enough information so you feel confident that you're knowledgeable, and then as time goes on, you get to be in your 40s or 50s, and you have a little bit of time to relax and actually study these things or look at them, you discover, I was lied to. But it's too late to do anything because you've already taken the credit. You've already worked yourself 60-hour work weeks. You've ignored your children. And now you're in the last home stretch of your life with nothing. Literally nothing. Some people might have ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in the bank. That ain't shit. And those of you who don't have anything in the bank, you hear that 40000 50000 number, you think, oh man, if I only had that. Well... Maybe you're fortunate you don't, because when you do have that money, the predators really come after you. You're definitely spending a lot of time swatting back, um, you know, nefarious people who are trying to take your money. And, you know, you hear about these women who are being cheated and fraud and as, as elderly, and they're robbed of everything. Their account's wiped out and no way to recover. So, basically, what we have here in America is a crime against our children because they're lied to, ignored, shoved to the side, and then later we wonder what went wrong. Oh, and I love this one too. When you're 18, your ass is out of here. Well, I have news for you. When you have a child, it's for life, the rest of your life. You don't toss them out at 18 and tell them go fend for themselves. That's not right, and you know it's not right. You didn't want it to happen to you when it happened to you. You struggled, you got through it, and you think you're okay, but you're not. So it comes with a whole host of social and psychological and consciousness-related deficiencies when these things happen to our children. And now, the way the country's going... We see these anti-fascists, these children who no longer give a shit. You blame it on video games. We blame it on video games. The psychologists say, oh, the influences that the parents allow to happen. Well, 
the uh, banking institutions grabbed our parents and made them slaves and made it so they couldn't pay attention to us. They were hit crimes perpetrated against them too, all for the sake of someone else's profit and luxury. And you should be upset about this. You should be very upset about this. And we all fell into it. And the ones who were screaming, this is wrong, this is wrong, they were chastised, threatened, um, fleeced of their positions of authority if they had them, and then just disappeared into obscurity. You know, the ones who speak the truth are liked to the least. But as so to speak here on the homestead, the roosters are coming home to roost. And now we have the situation in our country where we have two or three or four generations who were raised this way and they're socially and personally in their psyches and their consciousness are deficient in such a way they can't recover. They won't recover. Not a, no amount of prison or psychological um, training from a medical doctor is going to heal them. The damage is done. These learned behaviors that they picked up in their youth are nearly unreversible. I know. I'm trying to reverse these in my, in my uh, mind, in my psyche, in my consciousness. I'm trying to reverse decades of neglect, falsehoods, terror, um, false love, and a whole host of things. Uh, you know what? Don't get me wrong here. I'm not faulting my parents. Their toolbox was broken. They got sold on the American dream, you know? work hard you get to have things well that's true but uh the part they left out was work hard until you die and then if you can't pay we're gonna take everything from you and that's where we're at today so as a parent it's our responsibility number one to care for our children for the rest of their lives to be there for them for the rest of their lives you don't just kick them out at 18 and say bet you're on your own Mom and I are going to go have fun now. That's irresponsible. It's evil. It's basically upon, predicated upon religious delusion. Okay? This is how this happens. Religious indoctrination. Maybe that's for another episode. I'll be happy to explain the psychology of that to you so that you understand it. Uh, anyway, um, to kick them out on their own is irresponsible, harmful. And most kids don't make it. Some do. And uh, by the, you know, by the sheer luck or happenstance opportunity, um, they get lucky. It works out for them. They're okay. But then they fall into the same traps, into the same, um, the same actions, the same things that the parents did, and spend the rest of their lives working like dogs and ignoring their children and turning them over to the public school system, daycares, people who aren't family or people who are family who have a very impressionable... Um, effect on the children and you wonder why you don't know them well because you didn't raise them one hour two hours a day to see your children is not adequate rearing and you know the companies in this in this country don't want you to do they want you to know this so what they're doing is they're actively depressing wages so you have no choice but to keep working so that you don't have time for these things because once you raise a well-adjusted child they won't participate in credit schemes and then they can't make any companies any money. And the companies have decided as long as we're dumb, uneducated, or just enough to be profitable for them, but not knowledgeable enough to help ourselves, 
they say this is good for them, but, it's, but you, we can see the effect it's having for us. And God forbid if you're a black person, okay? Uh, the black people in this country are getting it in every way bad. Um, broken homes that are intentioned from white privilege, okay? White people in this country work hard to keep those families separated, to keep one person in jail. They, were, they work hard to keep them uh, oppressed in the psyche, in the finances, and even in where they can live. And you see these YouTube TikTok stars and, and other ones, these rappers who, who made it with the grills, you know, the gold grills. And you know that's all bullshit, right? Less, less than 1% of the population of black people make it. 99% are struggling. And then you have those black people who move into white neighborhoods. They're dealing with Karens. They're constantly worried about the police coming to you. might be living in the middle of a white neighborhood. You might be making a quarter million dollars a year. You're black. You're still afraid for your life. Still afraid for your life. And it's a crime. And your children are being raised the same way. Maybe you have belief delusion. God works in mysterious ways. You know it's all bullshit, right? It's all bullshit. It does nothing but cause harm. Look inside yourself. Think about the impacts that that had on you, is having on you. Are you happy, joyful, peaceful, and harmonious? Hell no. And if you tell me you are, you're a liar. You are no good to your children. You can't help them. And you're creating the problem that is of our society today. Took me a lot of years to figure this out. This information is well hidden. The people running this country do not want us to know these things. They don't want us to find out. They absolutely don't want us thinking for ourselves. And they don't want us raising well-rounded children, socially well-rounded children that are intellectually um, viable for themselves and for the communities. All they want is consumers. And you might think to yourself, I have it much better than they do in India. Well, think about this. We have a raging pandemic. Are you feeling safe and secure right now? Do you feel like there's hope for tomorrow? Can you feel the love and the joy in your heart right now? And if you answer yes, wow, you are fucked up. Because 90% of the rest of us can see what's happening clear as day and we know what's coming we can feel it our country's coming apart and it's basically due to the fact that we keep having babies and turning them over to psychopaths church psychopaths religious psychopaths private school psychopaths and an educational system and a curriculum that we've been sold that is supposed to be wholesome and good for the students. I am living proof that that's not what happened. My children are living proof that it's not happening. Being homeschooled right now because of the pandemic is the best thing that ever happened to my family. I now have time to spend with my children that I couldn't before because I was working like a dog. Well, I tell you what, I shed most of my debt. I purchased a house that was really run down. I took my $60,000 year income and bought a house that only cost me $77,000. And now my mortgage payment is less than any rent I could have anywhere else. And I had to work 
13 years to get here to shed all the debt that I had, reconsolidate, and get rid of it all. And man, am I happy, as long as I don't get sick. Because if I get sick and I have to go to the hospital, then some vicious bastard is going to fucking descend on my family and take everything from them. You can see why people are upset. This all has to do with parenting. We let them get away with it. Now we have all these social issues. And the states and governments are passing these laws and they're trying to incarcerate as many people. They're, they're even creating private prisons. And the state is just cutting them checks so they can house these uh, uh, non-socially adjusted individuals. If you're black, well, you know where I'm coming from on this one, don't you? My suggestion to you, my black brothers, you got to get away from white people and don't engage them anymore. I just read that there was a town that people bought and these black people are moving there and uh, they're isolating themselves from whitey. I highly recommend all of you do that as quickly as possible because when shit goes down, it's not going to matter if you're a good black person or a good Latino or a good Asian. Uh, crazy religious psychopathic white people are just going to kill you. And if you can't see that coming, man, it's going to be bad. I can see it happening right now. So let's get back to parenting. A parent needs to have to spend time with their children. And we don't. And as a result, we have the children of today. You don't like what they're saying. You don't like what they're doing. You let them sit and stew for hours and hours and hours, skip school, um, playing video games on social media. You can't rest the phone from your child. And you're not even thinking about how that's going to impact them later in life. Or maybe you don't even care because you're so busy dealing with your own debt, your own life. When is it my turn? Oh, it's not your turn. Okay? You had children. You gave up the right to have that turn. It's your responsibility to tend to these children for the rest of their lives. No, I don't mean pay their bills. No, I don't mean so they can live in your basement. I mean, they have to have social skills, and you're the one that's responsible for making sure that they get those. So, enough of the ranting, the raving. A parent is supposed to give their children information that will help them in their lives. A parent is supposed to be there to help them deal with adolescence and deal with puberty and help them get through it and explain to them what's happening to their bodies, explain to them the emotions that they're having. And if you think about this and say, oh, it's a, they'll get through it, I did. Well, there's the mistake right there. You're the mentor. It's your responsibility to help them, to help them work through these things that they don't carry into their adulthood like I did. These anger issues, um, these loneliness issues, these self-worth issues. And if you're a single parent, you've really done your child injustice because that child doesn't have two mentors. It only, it only has one. Or if you're a single parent and have three or four children, then you're rearing children to throw into society. They're going to be a problem. They're going to be incarcerated. And their chances of success are reduced with each child that you have as a single parent. It's a crime against the children. And in the future, in the near future, um, that's what it will be, a crime. People like me are going to have these um, instances looked at and do the best that we can to make sure they don't happen anymore. We owe it to our children to make sure they're 
adjusted well, that they're cared for, that they have heat and roof, not only heat, roof, food and food, but that they have mentors that care, that really truly do love them, that are going to be there for the rest of their lives to help them um, cope. Um, we need to instruct our children that the public education system is woefully inadequate and we need to use every opportunity we can to enhance what's been done there. We also need to hold our, um, our education system accountable. Uh, if you look at some of these other countries where their children are in school 11 months of the year, these children, I'm not going to say they're, <laughs> they're better off because a lot of times they're not. That has its downside too. Um, the, the wholesome family unit is more important than education. Having a free-thinking individual that's not enslaved to ideology or religious delusion is beneficial, okay? It benefits them in so many ways. They're able to deal with situations as they get along in life much easier than if they are enslaved to a religious ideology or a political ideology or a life ideology that prevents them from socially integrating with everyone else. You can't have white supremacy and pure clans anymore. It's never going to happen. We are too melting pot integrated to have that. And if you say, well, I'm pure, you're not. Okay? The purity ended about 400 years ago, and you ain't it. Okay? You're a Heinz 57 puppy just like the rest of everybody else. And you can't claim purity not under a god, not in a genetic form, not in any way. You're just a human. You're living here on this earth with everyone else. And it's your responsibility to understand that. And that's the truth. We've lost the capacity for truth and being good parents. And it's a crime. Our children deserve to be skilled when they get older. And they deserve parents who have uh, an idea of what cause and effect is and how th things are going to turn out 10 years, 20 years from now. We don't spend enough time thinking about this for our children on their behalf and preparing them. It's, it's a tragedy. So I implore you to think about these things before you have a child. Hopefully you hear this before you have a child and you're able to critically think through, number one, are there going to be enough resources in the future for our child? Number two, is our current economy and national situation going to met out, be the same, or be there for them? And the answer to that question is no. What skills are they going to need that I can teach them now that are going to help them survive? Not just live and prosper. We're down to survive at this point. Prosperity. We are all delusioned about what prosperity is. If you ask someone in Sri Lanka what prosperity is, it's completely different from what American would say. And, you know, we spend so much time pleasuring ourselves, distracting ourselves with social media, you know, with uh, pleasure activity of every kind, with addiction. We are, here in America, some of the most vile humans on the planet. And we've been reared groomed and indoctrinated to believe that we're awesome yeah be an american that's what it's all about when in fact that's not the way it is and it pains me to say that 
and most adults who are my age, approaching 60, they understand what I'm saying. They're just afraid to say it. More importantly, they don't want to admit that they got duped and spent the rest of the whole, their whole lives working for bullshit and that they really never achieved happiness or real prosperity and they never really discovered what real true love is and they're gonna die that way so I'm calling to all of you it's time to make a change we have to take control back for our lives and our self-responsibility we have to be refocused on what's true what's honorable and and um, do something don't just vegetate there in front of the TV or your phone you have to do something um, we have to change the course of not only our country but humanity it's up to us so in closing I'm gonna say this to you you're either gonna treat your children like a fine piece of China or a disposable paper plate and I want you to think about that if you need help in ways to enrich your life to help your children if you need um, help trying to figure out how to get out of debt and reduce your debt so that you can have some semblance of prosperity and true love in this life reach out to me murphy dennis p77 at gmail.com and i'll be happy to communicate with you even speak with you by phone to help you create a plan that's going to work for your kids but it's going to take work on your part you're going to have to put that phone down you're going to have to get off the couch you're going to have to quit engaging in pleasure activities like going to the bar it's going to be hard people you're going to have to make some sacrifices for the sake of your children you owe it to them you know you owe it to them if you want them to live their lives in misery and look back and blame you for it all and they won't speak kindly of you for the rest of their lives even after you're dead and gave them nothing the time to start is now my name is Perry Murphy. This is Murphy's Law. Thanks for listening.